Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spirit Radio Podcasts. Have you ever reflected on what the Bible can teach us about our attitude towards refugees? Bearing in mind that Jesus himself was a refugee in the first few years of his life. Now, the Church of Ireland General Synod is trying to send out a message opposing the anti-migrant sentiment and actions. To talk to us about this in light of some of the events that have happened in recent days, you might have seen the news about a homeless asylum seabird camp in Dublin destroyed by fire. We have on the line the Reverend Philip McKinley from the Diocese of Meath and Kildare. Let's start with that, Reverend McKinley, just in terms of what the Bible has to say about looking after everyone and that Jesus himself was a refugee. This is a really, really important point. I mean, from beginning to end of Scripture, uh, the welcome of the foreigner, the stranger, the displaced, the refugee is absolutely paramount. Um, And it begins with the Levitical codes, the laws that are the foundation of, um, of Scripture, uh, you know, something like Leviticus 19, verse 34, the foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native-born, as an equal. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Really, really important um, starting point. And then, as you say, Jesus, uh, Herod, um, was <clears throat> essentially tricked by the wise men who came to visit the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. He lashes out, he orders the murder of all uh, boys under the age of two, so they have to run for their dear life, the Holy Family, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, into Egypt. Africa, Egypt, welcomes and provides sanctuary and shelter. And later on in Jesus' ministry, he says, look, when I was a stranger, you took me in. Uh, So he is, uh, Jesus resides in the experience of the refugee, uh, and he lived it and faced it himself as as a child. And that's something that we have to recall on, I suppose, as we're looking at what's happening. In and I, and I suppose it has to be said, and it's important to say that some of these attitudes probably reflect a very small minority. Certainly, my experience has been, and, and I'm sure it's echoed by many of the listeners, that the vast majority of people in Ireland are so welcoming and showing support to those who are arriving in Ireland, often from war-torn countries and really difficult situations. Um, and I think as well, a lot of us, from a Christian perspective, are trying to approach this of saying, well, how can I best live out my faith in this situation and welcome these people? Yeah, and I mean, there's huge resources around um, Christian action on the welcome of refugees. There's a lot of projects through human history, through Christian history, and up to today. There's amazing movements like the Sanctuary Movement, Faith in Sanctuary, and a whole variety of programs, Churches of Sanctuary, Cathedrals of Sanctuary, churches that make a dedicated cause around welcoming asylum seekers and refugees. But also there's the huge work we can do in communities because attitudes can uh, harden in some areas and they can soften in other areas. And community leadership and um, voices of moral authority and moral respect and trust uh, that can um, work with well with communities all around the country. That's a really, really important uh, point because sometimes uh, the, the reception can, can become negative for, for reasons other factors can can um, can harden hearts, and we as Christians are there 
to see the love and the care and to live out our faith. Christians should know a thing or two about refugees. Our founder was one, and therefore we are absolutely uh, commanded to love and serve the refugee, those who are fleeing and coming to our country for care and support. Talk to me a little bit, um, Reverend McKinley, just about what has been highlighted and voted for in regard to the Church of Ireland General Synod, which is focusing on this topic, opposing racism and anti-migrant sentiment. Yes, so it met in White's Hotel in Wexford on Friday and Saturday, and gathering of, what, about 650 delegates from all over the island of Ireland. And uh, a motion was brought forward first that we would take a stance on uh, on the anti-refugee and migrant sentiments which are abounding huge they're very vocal maybe a minority but it's a very vocal minority online and it's a very disruptive um, and we're seeing with the attack now that took place in Sandwich Street it's a very very da- dangerous force in Irish society and the Methodist Church um, issued a statement a couple of months ago setting out a very very clear stance where they stand in relation to these far-right groups and now the Church of Ireland has followed suit there's also a piece of action for every parish to look at what their local responses are, what their resources and what their context is and some of the work that they can unpack and do in, in a local setting. But in a sense, on, on Saturday, a unanimous vote and really, really very powerful uh, contributions uh, stated very clearly that uh, the language of hate and movements of hate do not reflect our Christian values and we take a stand. And what do you hope that this will do just in terms of, I suppose, reinforcing the Christian message of being welcoming to all, but not just being welcoming. Also, the part two is trying to support and help people in practical ways as well. Well, there's loads churches can do. Lots of churches are already doing for Ukrainian refugees, for those who are uh, coming through and um, who are uh, through the international protection system, for those even who've uh, received their refugee status and still there's an integration piece so churches provide a whole lot of um, services, uh, from food banks to uh, supports around housing. Um, in Dublin Glendalough, there was a wonderful refugee project around people in direct provision accessing housing, uh, which ran for a number of years. I'm involved in a, in a Discovery Gospel Choir, which is an intercultural choir, and very much looks around how we do intercultural welcome through the medium of gospel music. So uh, there's lots that every parish in the country can play its part and play its role it's about taking moral leadership. The church uh, takes take stances on all sorts of things. And in this instance, we've taken a stance for welcome for all and that every parish is now encouraged to, to reflect and think what local thing can be done with youth groups, with uh, volunteers, with uh, resources that we have, and how can we be welcoming communities. So that's the the, uh, encouraging statement. Yes, and hopefully that statement is taken on board. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. That was the Reverend Philip McKinley there. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.